Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into episode five of the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Here on the show, we believe there is a road to recovery, but it ends on a street called Redeemed. We also believe that recovery is something that happens in you. It's not something that happens to you. So I am pumped about today. We just had our banquet for Be the Bush Recovery Ministries, which I'm the founder and director of. Um, we started and opened our doors in 2018 of, in September, and uh, we just had our second annual banquet, and it was an absolutely incredible night, a night of testimonies, a night of lives changed, and also want to give you guys the heads up that those testimonies are going to be shared on here very soon. We're going to be doing what we call commercial testimony time. Um, where instead of a commercial or a preview, you will be hearing a testimony from one of our students that is in the program. And so it was just an amazing night. And as I was preparing uh, for what to share this week, uh, the Lord just placed it on my spirit um, to share what I shared at the banquet, which is some of our statistics. It's some of the things that we have accomplished since we've been open. Um, But I also don't think that I could go there without sharing a little word with you this morning and um, talking about our name, which is Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. And, you know, I know some people um, are like, man, what in the world kind of name is that for a recovery ministry? What in the world do you mean by that? Is it Beat the Bush? Is it Burning Bushes? And it's none of the above. It is Be the Bush Ministries. And I know that's a mouthful, but I really felt led uh, by the Lord um, whenever um, I was naming the ministry that this was what it was to be called. And as you would guess, it definitely is a Exodus 3 reference. Um, you know, today's episode is Burning Bush Encounters. Welcome to episode 5, Burning Bush Encounters. And uh, with our ministry and with the ministry um, that the Lord has placed in my life and had me start and be a part of is facilitating burning bush encounters with men and now women at Miriam House, our sister ministry. Facilitating burning bush encounters with people who are coming out of a lifestyle of sin and addiction. You know, so many people look at our program and, you know, man, that's that's an awesome drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. Uh, But when it really gets down to the nuts and bolts about it, I am a discipleship program I'm not just dealing with people's drug or alcohol addiction problems. We're dealing with people's sin problems. Um, I know for me that was that was the case. If you've listened to episode one, it's my testimony. If you haven't, you can go back and listen to that. It's also on the 700 Club. It's on YouTube. You can check that out. I was a drug dealer. I was an addict. I sold dope from 13 to 26. At 19 years old, streak of violence broke out in my life. Um, and from 19 to 26, I was a violent person when really up to that point, I never was. But it was a, a lifestyle of sin. I was talking to some of our students the other day and was really explaining to them. And they confirmed it too. the ones that come from the lifestyle that I did of drug dealing 
and that type of lifestyle. I was addicted to that lifestyle just as much as I was the drugs or anything else. I was addicted to the fast money, the the uh, everything that the world tries to sell you, the money, the cars, the clothes, the houses, all of these materialistic things that the world tries to sell us. And I was addicted to that um, just as much as I was anything when it come to do with drugs or, or the addiction part of that um, as well. So be the Bush Recovery Ministries. You know, that stems from uh, Exodus 3, where Moses had an encounter with the burning bush. Moses has an encounter with the burning bush, and he is never the same again. He's never the same again. And that's what our goal is and what we are wanting to and what we are accomplishing would be the Bush Recovery Ministries. We are just there to help facilitate a burning bush encounter with our students. That's all we are there to do. I tell our students all the time, my program can't save you. Mom, dad who wants you here can't save you. Your your wife can't save you. For Miriam House ladies, your husband can't save you. Your family cannot save you. And my ministry can't save you. All I am here to do is to facilitate your burning bush encounter with God that changes you for the rest of your life. I'll never forget it. I had my burning bush moment sitting in my sister's driveway, 25 years old, a broken individual, just broken, weeping in my sister's driveway with new charges, looking at going to prison, tired of the way that I'm living. And I said, God, if you'll let me get in a teen challenge, I promise you, I'll give you my life. And God knew that I meant it. I meant every inch of what I said, and I have not turned back. I've not looked back, and I have been running after the kingdom ever since. And that was my burning bush moment. Um, and we're facilitating those burning bush moments with our students at Be the Bush Recovery Ministries and now at Miriam House. And, you know, this morning, as I got to my office, I began uh, reading Exodus 3 and just refreshing myself on this. I do this every so often. When it comes to our ministry, I just I just read this this chapter of this uh, of the scriptures all the time. And I refresh my memory all the time with this because this is the direction. This is the avenue. This is the route that God took me. And it's what he wants me to implement inside of our ministry. And so Moses is on the back end of this desert. That's a whole Another sermon right there in itself. And he's walking on the back end of a desert and he encounters this burning bush and it's on fire, but it's not being consumed. And Moses turns to the side and says, I must go see this site. And what's crazy is in, in, in verse four, it says, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, that's when God called from the bush and said, Moses, Moses, I believe that that is absolutely critical in this set of scriptures. I know you might not have ever seen it like that or or heard this before, but Moses, if he would have kept walking by that burning bush, I believe he would have missed out on his opportunity and would have continued to wander in that desert and not walk in his God-given calling and purpose to deliver the children of Israel if he does not turn aside. The Bible says that when he turned aside, 
that God spoke to him then and said, Moses, Moses. The Bible actually says, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. That was Moses' opportunity. That was Moses' time to say, I must go see this great sight. And, you know, one of the things that the Lord really revealed to me about our name would be the Bush Recovery Ministries. Not only the fact that I got tired of hearing people say, well, brother, I'd wish God talked through a burning bush again. Maybe somebody would listen. Well, why don't you be the bush? Why don't you be a vessel for the kingdom of God? Why don't you get in the presence and get mixed up in the fire and let that fire get on you? That way that you can be a vessel for the kingdom of God. But not only that. But it really got my attention um, right here in verse seven. It says, the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters and I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians to bring them to a land that is good and large, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. And the Lord really revealed to me and he spoke to me and he said, Caleb, I have heard. The oppression of my people who have gotten mixed up in addiction. I have heard their cries. I see what the taskmaster and the spirit of addiction is doing to my people who I want to call out of darkness and into marvelous light. And I hear their cries and I have come down to deliver them and I am going to use you and I'm going to send you into this community of people and you are going to see incredible miracles you're going to see families restored you're going to see people not just get clean but people be set free come on somebody people being set free i tell our guys all the time i tell our women all the time i tell people that i get to talk to all around this country when I talk about addiction, that there is an absolute difference between being clean and being set free. I could watch walk into any bar in America and preach the gospel, not only with eloquent speech, but with demonstrations in power. God has given me power over addiction. I could walk in any neighborhood in America where crack, cocaine, methamphetamines, pills, heroin any it doesn't matter god has delivered me and i have been set free i have been set free and that is what the lord is producing and what he had wanted to produce from the beginning when we opened our doors to the ministry and so god really spoke to me in that and also that he would give them a land flowing with milk and honey you know our guys we've got you know uh, several graduates now and they're seeing what the lifestyle is like after addiction. Something that they never thought that they could have. A hope that they never thought they could have. They spend a lot of time with me as well. So they see what God has done in my life as well. You know, I tell them all the time. I used to think that I was living back then. You think that you have freedom, right? Oh, I'm doing whatever I want. Nobody can tell me what to do. I'm free. But really, you are a slave and you are in bondage to that thing. You cannot overcome that thing. You can't say no. You can't put it down. You're actually a slave. And I tell them all the time, you know, I used to think that I was living then, but I'm living now. And they see the fruits of that thing. 
not a prosperity gospel teacher and you're not going to get a million dollars when you pray for it or a new bins in the driveway when you give your life to Jesus and you um, have overcome addiction by the power of his spirit. But let me tell you something right now. Life is good on the other side of it. Life is good. I'm not going to get on that soapbox. But let me tell you something. When you walk in obedience, the Lord will bless you. Read Deuteronomy 28. And don't hit me with that. Oh, that's the Old Testament. That's just for Israel. Your Bible tells you that you've been grafted into Israel. All right, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave that alone. Lord, help me. <laughs> but, you know, he heard the oppression of the addict. And he sent Be the Bush Recovery Ministries to help deliver them. Moses, his name actually means deliverer. And I love this part towards the end, too. You know, the Lord really spoke to me on this. And now that we have Miriam House, which is our sister ministry, it's it's really, really means a lot to me when he spoke this. And it's just on a, a higher level to me when it comes to understanding it. But he told me, he said, Caleb, you're going to plunder the enemy when you start Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? How am I going to plunder the enemy? You know, and he said, read that verse 22. Read verse 22 and it says, tell them to take articles of silver and gold and in return you will plunder the Egyptians. And I said, Lord, what do you mean by that? And he said, you're going to plunder the enemy because when you get the husband saved, when you get the dad saved, they're going to go back home and they're going to represent the gospel and their kids are going to get saved. Their kids will grow up in a godly home. Their kids will grow up knowing who the Lord Jesus is. Their kids will grow up in atmospheres where the spirit of God is moving. Their kids will grow up seeing the miracles of God when they say, my dad is a changed man. When they go home and the wife who doesn't know the Lord sees the change that has happened in her husband. She is going to say there is a God in heaven and her knees will hit the ground and she'll give her life to Jesus. And you will not only be saving these men, but you'll be saving their families as well. By the power of God's spirit at work within them, the mom, the dad who do not know the Lord, the aunt, the uncle, the grandmother that do not know the Lord. When they see their child, when they see their grandchild, when they see their cousin, when they see their nephew that is saved and on fire for God. You will plunder the enemy because they will see the fruit of what it is that Jesus can do. And they will give their life to God. Very, very powerful. And now we have Miriam House, our sister ministry. Miriam was the sister of Moses. Miriam House is the sister ministry of Be the Bush Recovery Ministries. And the, the Bible actually says, tell the women to take articles of silver and gold. And I believe that it is the same thing with the women. That when they go back home, their husband's going to get saved. Their kids are going to get saved because they're going to say, there's a God in heaven. Look what the Lord has done in my wife. Look what the Lord has done in my daughter. Look what the Lord has done in my son. And so that is where Be the Bush Ministries name comes from and stems from with the Exodus 3 reference. And, you know, we have just really seen some incredible, incredible work within our ministry. I want to share a few things about what our ministry has accomplished. These are some things that I shared at the banquet last weekend, which was an absolute success. 
you know, Kelsey, Kelsey and I started BTB with a box of t-shirts and a dream to disciple men coming out of addiction with life controlling issues and watch them be set free through Christ, just like I had the opportunity to. Kelsey is my wife, my beautiful wife. Shout out to Kelsey, my wife. Love you, honey. So thankful for you. But me and her started this ministry with a box of t-shirts and a dream and a yes in our heart. And we opened our doors in September of 2018. And since we've been able to help 73 students because of faithful supporters such as yourself who might be listening or you who might be a future supporter of our ministry and what it is that we're doing and a community here in the Middle Tennessee area that is believing in second chances. Out of these 73 people we've walked that have walked onto the property of BTB, we've seen 31 salvations. And when Jason M and my direct, my uh, intake coordinator and I went over those numbers, we counted the legitimate salvations, not just folks who said a prayer one time, but folks that really wanted to live for Christ. We've had 22 water baptisms. We've had seven baptized in the Holy Spirit. Come on. That's so good. That baptism in the Holy Spirit, I preached on it last week with our young adult group, but the baptism of the Holy Spirit is another level. My goodness, I might preach that maybe next week, but that baptism in the Holy Spirit helps you to bridle the tongue. James says a man who can bridle the tongue is a mature man. Um, and, and that baptism of the Holy Spirit is a, is a powerful thing. And that's we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And and we teach it and we see it happen to men. You know, it's so funny. I, I don't, I, I, the Lord, I just feel you, you're sending me here for a second. But when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm dealing with, with drug addicts that don't, they're not churched up people. Every now and then you'll get somebody that comes in that grew up in church or whatever. But these are not churched up people. They don't even, haven't even heard about these things. I've had so many guys get baptized in the Holy Spirit that didn't even know what had happened. They're like, what just happened? And they started speaking in tongues and praying in the spirit, getting them in the middle of a atmosphere where the spirit of the Lord is like, come on. This is amazing. You know, that baptism of the Holy Spirit takes guys to the next level. It absolutely takes guys to the next level. We get our guys in spirit filled atmospheres. Like I said earlier, my program can't save nobody. But when the Spirit of God gets on a man, when the Spirit of God penetrates somebody's heart and a baptism of the Holy Spirit takes place, my, 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 my goodness. It's an incredible thing, folks. It's an incredible thing. Our program is broke up into three phases. Phase one, which is induction phase. It's a four-month period where the students do class one week and work the next. And it's evenly uh, broke up, um, but they're focusing on their group studies for new Christians, which is the curriculum from Teen Challenge that I teach and a personal study contract that we give them. Um, we used to just do this phase and then I was sending guys to Teen Challenge, but with what has took place in our ministry, um, the court system seeing this success and they want guys to stay with me. So we've just broke it up into three phases now and most of the guys are staying with me unless I feel that they need a um, change of scenery if they're really local or whatnot. But the second phase is what we call training phase. And it is just that we are training you for life 
after the ministry after the ministry is over as well so for those next four months in training phase the student will do a little more work therapy preparing them for life after the program and exposing them to more uh, exposing them more to life outside of the program they're still in classes in training phase that we teach through right now media which are discussion and open discussion and bible studies and then third phase is student leader or reentry. Student leader is where you basically are doing an internship from eight to 12 months. It's a year long program. So from eight to 12 months, I train you in ministry, show you how to be a leader, teach you how to be a leader and show you how to do faith based recovery ministry. Um, or you can do reentry where we move you over to Rife House Reentry. Rife House Reentry is named after a friend of mine who passed away who I was in Teen Challenge with. And I named it after him because I'm so tired of seeing programs hand guys certificates and say, You graduated the program, brother. Good luck. We'll see you later. That's not what these guys need. They need help to be set, set up for success. They need to be able to get an apartment, get a car, be able to be a grown man and stand on their own two feet and not have to call back mom and dad and ask to go stay in the basement for a little bit. We need to empower these men. We need to help these men and we need to teach them and show them what it is to be a man of God. And so that's what we do. If they don't want to do the student leader program, we do reentry where I move them to another house that we have across town and we um, get them jobs. We start them a bank account. We teach them how to balance a checkbook. We teach them how to pay bills. And then the other half of their check goes into an account. Um, that way, when they graduate after 12 months, they have several thousand dollars saved where they can go get an apartment, go get a car, pay off fines, get their license back, pay catch up on child support, whatever it is that that man needs to get done. We're going to help him get it done so that he can step into life and be set up for success. Um, so the student leader is is definitely a, a ministry program um, that we have a four month program to teach our students how to do ministry as well as being a good leader. Um, and we're seeing incredible results um, with that. So Rife House Reentry, like I said, it was set up um, in memory of my friend, um, Zach Reif, who tragically passed away in 2016 of a drug overdose. And, uh, you know, that's what happened. He was handed a certificate and said, you know, here you go. You have graduated. You have completed this program. Good luck. Uh, I believe that my friend would still maybe be here if he had something like Reif House reentry to go to, get a job, still be accountable, still stay drug tested, and continue to grow and be discipled in the Lord. You know, our guys are in church services every day of the week that I can get them there. You know, if there's a revival service, they're there. There's actually a revival going on tonight. We're going to be there because it's in the presence of Almighty God that a man's life can be changed forever. Like I said, my my program can't save anybody, but what the Spirit of God can do in one moment, in one moment, can change a man's life forever. I have an incredible stat to share with you as well. Since we have opened our doors two years ago, we've had seven complete the year-long uh, process of the program. We'll be open two years in September. 
And uh, there are more than five in the next couple of months who will complete the year-long process. So that's 12. We're going to have 12 in the next couple of months that have completed this. Um, so as you can tell, when we help in 73 men since we've opened our doors, that's a high rate of non-completion of the year-long process. You know, some would consider that an indictment. Some would consider that an indictment, um, but we do not because the next stat that I'm going to share with you, out of those seven, only one has relapsed and we are praying for God to restore him. So that puts us at an 86.3 success rate of our graduates and that's worth giving God some praise today. Is anybody out there willing to praise with me? 86.3% success rate of our graduates that's keeping up with them that's drug testing them that's checking in on them that's seeing them be successful with our program aa and na have about a five percent success rate with their clients and i believe that that's probably being gracious we've had 17 completions of the first phase 11 of the training phase and five more on the cusp of the year-long completion To complete our program, as you can tell, is not easy, but it will be one of the most rewarding things that these men could ever do. I know for me, graduating Teen Challenge was the hardest thing that I ever did, but it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. God used and facilitated that program to give me a new life. The program of Teen Challenge or BTB, like I said, can't save anybody, but it's a tool to facilitate an encounter with God that can change a man or a woman forever because when you find this one named Jesus who is the son of God he will change everything for you he'll change everything he will change everything you know me and one of our board members we started tracking everything coming into the ministry along with our accountant and last year we had a budget of $99,804 We raised through our businesses, Jehovah Java and Bush Boys Remodeling and donors and church partnerships, $102,316.02. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I want to talk quickly about our businesses. So we're training our guys in businesses and now our ladies as well with these businesses that teach them work skills. It's also a fundraiser for the ministry, but we're teaching them work skills. We're not having them stand outside of stores and beg for money like you'll see a lot of faith-based recovery ministries doing, unfortunately. I would rather teach a man how to fish than give him a fish every day. And so through our businesses, Bush Boys Remodeling, my friend, great friend of mine, Jason Unger, is running that uh side of the ministry and he's teaching these guys construction skills and work skills and we're doing small remodel jobs and these guys are able to carry a trade with them for the rest of their life they're able to put it down on an application that I've worked for Bush Boys Remodeling we also have Jehovah Java which is our coffee shop Jehovah Java and uh, we're teaching them how to operate in society talk to people communicate with people Um, operating in services. Our women run it three days a week and our men run it three days a week. And so um, we're teaching and training them in work skills. Our women's home is running a cleaning service as well as running um, the coffee shop. And so we're training them 
um, in this as well. And all this, I just think it's worth giving God so much praise. You know, I started this, I took four $500 out of my, my own saving account. And I just, I invested in these t-shirts, like I said earlier. And that's where this thing started at with some t-shirts and a dream and a yes in my heart to God. I want to do this thing for you, God. I'm going to answer the call. God, I'm not going to be like Jonah. I'm not going to run from you. I'm not going to run from your calling. I'm going to walk in my calling and walk in my anointing. And we have uh, really seen some incredible things take place. Another announcement I want to make, we have just been donated 27 acre property worth about $200,000 free and clear donated to us that we are going to be raising funds to build houses on to grow and expand the ministry. I am hoping and believing to go from housing about eight men to hopefully 30 or 50 eventually. Now, I will say this, there is opposition in the land, but my name is Caleb, and I believe that I was born for a time such as this, and like Caleb, I still got some fight in my bones, and I will do whatever it takes. I'm willing to face the giants in the land. There's opposition. Neighbors don't want us there. People don't want us there. Uh, Small town politics is another thing that we are facing, but I believe that God wants us to be on that property. I believe that he has given it to us, and I can promise you this one thing. I will finish. I will finish, and I will do whatever it takes, and I will fight to the end um, so that we can have this piece of territory, a land flowing with milk and honey for us as a ministry where we can see men's lives changed and wrecked by the gospel where they are never the same again. Thank you for tuning in to episode five on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. You know, I I want you to prayerfully consider partnering with us. I want you to prayerfully consider partnering with us today. We have a lot of projects coming up. We're trying to build housing for these men. We've got to get a road um, built in um, to the property that's going to cost probably anywhere from twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars. And so I want you to prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry today, partnering with the ministry of Be the Bush Recovery Ministries and myself so that we can see men set free by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, where we can disciple them. Look, Jesus doesn't say go out into the world, get people to raise their hand at the end of your church service and ask Jesus into their heart. He says, go out and make disciples. How do you make a disciple? You walk hand in hand with them and teach them and show them the gospel and you live it out before them. And that's what we're having um, the ability to do. And we are doing. So like I said, I would ask that you would prayerfully consider partnering with us. You can go to be the Bush and partner with us. We are needing to raise monthly partnerships so that we can accomplish the kingdom agenda that God has called us to. You can also send in one-time donations there at the website. Click the Donate Now button. Or you can also send in checks or cash or money orders or however you would like to do so um, to P.O. Box 1827, Manchester, Tennessee, 37349. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Episode 5, Burning Bush Encounters. We just ask that the Lord would bless you. I would like to pray for you today as we close out the show. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you and I thank you. I thank you for everything that you are doing 
inside of Be The Bush Recovery Ministries, God. And I thank you for your people who are listening and tuning into this show. God, I pray that you would continue to bless them. Folks that are sowing seed into this ministry, God, I pray that you would expand their territories and bless their finances for sowing into the kingdom of God. This is good soil, Lord, and I thank you that you have created it as to be such. And Father, I pray a blessing over our listeners today that they would be walking in the power and anointing of Almighty God to accomplish their God-given destinies and their God-given ministries and their God-given assignments, Lord. I pray that you would fill them with your spirit, power, and anointing. And Lord, forgive us in the areas that we have failed you. We love you so much and we thank you, God, for everything that you're doing inside of the body of Christ. It's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.